When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. So, um, this is the craziest video. Ian Ziering from 90210 was viciously, viciously attacked over the holiday weekend on Hollywood Boulevard, right in the center. Broad the daylight. Hub. Broad daylight. This was on New Year's Eve. We're going to show you video, before, which is crazy. Right. This was had nothing to do with, like, wild New Year's Eve celebrations. This was... Middle of the day. Hollywood and Highland, this is right where the Chinese theater is, where the Academy Awards are and held. That's Ian Ziering there, who he's driving that gray Mercedes when he gets into it with these uh, guys on mini motorcycles. And they are just pummeling him. Now, you gotta watch this. He's trying to escape, and watch what he does. It looks like he just should get away, and instead, he goes after these guys. Now, watch this. It's well, pretty that's amazing. It. Now, now he's in. He's trying to survive this because he sees the guy with a helmet trying to brain him with that. I think running was the best thing to do at that point because if he got hit with that helmet, who knows how this turns out. It's interesting, not a soul helped him. And this was broad daylight and everybody could see this fight. Uh, Nobody one, wants to get One involved. other thing, it, once he had run across the street and that fight was going on, um, before he got back to his car and he eventually came back to the car because his daughter's 10-year-old daughter was in the vehicle, you can see one of the uh, guys in his gang smashing his windshield with taking a helmet to smash Ian's windshield. And we know that police did respond to this. Um, you don't see them in any of this video, but police did come out. They did take an official report, and Ian is listed as the victim in the police report taken by LAPD. So this is what we don't know, and this is what is so curious about this. What? happened here to trigger this. Because if you look at the video of these guys, this is not uh, the Hell's Angels. I mean, sure. it's somewhere. I mean, you're, you're taking the fact that they're on mini motorcycles, yes. and I get it. Yes, I am. But they can still be no, no, no. bad dudes. But what happened before this? What caused them to And or women, by the way. I think Ian. there may be some women in this group as well. I think but. so, too. What caused them? Now, apparently, right. there was something before where he got sideswiped. Ian says his his uh, take on this. What he saw, what he is saying, happened is that they had aggressively driven by his car or swiped by his car, and he got out of the car. He says to look for damage, to check for damage on the car, and then it turned into the brawl. So now, my question is, when he got out of the car to look right. at the damage, where that was their jawboning going on? Were they going yeah. after each other? Were they other? going at each other? From the moment he gets out of the car to when the violence starts, there's not enough time to say that that was jawboning. So if there was jawboning, there was trash talking, which is, I know you keep saying jawboning. I think we go trash talking. Fair guys. enough. Uh, it would have happened before he got out of the car. Well, or was there something before this video starts? Yeah. That's the question, because why are they going after him? 
why, what is going on? I mean, I don't think. I don't think that they were singling. I don't think this was a case of them like, hey, that's the guy from 90210. I don't, I don't think so either. I don't think, I think so it's either. just a coincidence, but who started what is the what we don't know. Ian is taking a stance, and by the way, he's not speaking about this yet, other than something he posted on social media where um, he said, this situation highlights a larger issue of hooliganism on our streets. I love the, that word, by the way. Yeah, and the need for effective law enforcement responses to such behavior. As a citizen and a parent, I find it unacceptable that groups can freely engage in this kind of behavior, causing fear and chaos while the response from authorities seems insufficient. I gotta he tell you. He seems to be pointing a finger that the police didn't get there soon enough. This is the, well, but, but it all happened in 35 seconds. So how are the police gonna be everywhere and, and break this up? True. I think he's playing into, and, and I, liked, I like Ian a lot, but I, I will say, I think he's playing into the narrative, which is a real thing in LA right now, that, that there's this feeling that the current DA um, has been soft on this kind of crime, that um, they haven't prosecuted enough people, that a lot of thugs feel um, empowered. Empowered, because there's not gonna be any. Because there's not gonna right. be any consequences. But I don't think that applies in this case, because it happens so fast. What is he saying, that there should be a police officer on every corner? Right. I mean, we just don't have the resources for that, and also, this is Hollywood and Highland. It is a relatively central. safe area because there are so many tourists there. I'm not saying there's no crime. Right. And there's also a ton of cameras in this area. I mean, this is like being in the, this is the Times Square yeah. of Hollywood. It's not going to be hard for police to walk back and figure out a ton of different camera way, angles to see what led up to this. The guy who smashed the helmet into the windshield, you can see his face clear as day. So police so are what, looking for... So again, what happened here to trigger this? Why, why him? What happened here? We just don't have an answer. We've been trying to reach him and we can't, but something caused, and, I, and I'm not blaming this on him for sure. Yeah. But I, we I, just want to know you what, was know the what triggered, triggered it. What was the match point? That, By the way, to your point about the bikes, I just realized that that guy actually drove into Ion with his bike and it didn't do anything. So there you go. <laughs> Charlie's Angels, not Hell's Angels. Hi, it's Ari calling from Kentucky. That whole ordeal is insane. I mean, I get that motorists tend to ride in groups, but when you're aggressively approaching someone's car, what do you think the other person's reaction would be not to tell them to piss off? Like, would you not try to, like, get out and check your own car? It's baffling, like you said, how things happen can have, like, Things happen like this in broad daylight or at any time and people will not do anything. Just stand and watch. Or in this came in this case, film. Do you like think no that, one even took into account that his daughter was with him or anything like that. Right. Yeah, right. his ten year old daughter is in the car. They're both fine, but you're right. I, I I wonder if the tourists in the area just thought, I don't know, this was I know this is gonna sound ridiculous. Did they think there was a production going on? Oh, you think, oh my God, Ian's doing a movie? They're in Hollywood. They're, they're, they're tourists, they're there walking along the Walk of Fame. They're thinking but if they were about- do, But if they were doing that, A, where are the cameras? And B, they're not really looking. I mean, they're kind of yeah. like avoiding, anyway. I'm just trying to understand why no one jumped in. It's just Okay, weird. so that's conundrum number one for today. <laughs> we have now conundrum number two. Uh, I don't even know how much of a conundrum this is. Car I mean, I guess it's semantics. Cardi B, is insisting that she and Offset are not back together. But hmm. on New Year's Eve, hmm. they were very much together. Uh, literally together. Hanging out at a strip club. Now, we should say they were both in Miami professionally. They were working. They had both had 
performances at the Fountain Blue in different venues. Can we just cut to the chase? They also but then they ended up at the strip club. And they had sex. I mean, they said they had and, sex. And that much we didn't even know until, so everyone saw the video that, uh, of them hanging out at the strip club and thought, oh my gosh, they're back together. Cardi decided to address this um, when she went on social media, had a live chat. Here is what she said and what she admitted about how their night ended on New Year's Eve. Was I clubbing with my baby father yesterday? Yes. Did I got down yesterday? Absolutely, baby. I'm not going to put my... Y'all can use your rose on New Year's Eve. I need some on New Year's Eve. I feel like we was vibing yesterday. We had a good time. We was henny down. Right. Oh, we so were we were Henny down. down. All right, I so we were that. drunk. It's New Year's Eve. I want to have sex. My man was there. So, but that's the thing. Is he your man? Are you together? Well, that's the thing. She should just keep it in the inbox because at this point, one, we don't care. And two, I don't even think they know if they're together. Cardi, she does go on in the video to say that just because they had sex this one night does not mean they're together. They have a lot of things that they have to work on. She has issues. He has issues collectively. But that, sounds like, but that sounds like counseling. It doesn't sound like breaking up. It sounds like she kind of probably wants to go to counseling. Obviously, Cardi is not ready to let go of this relationship. She also says in the video that they've been together for seven years uh, she's not you can't just easily let that go so with that being said it kind of tracks that she is trying her hardest fighting tooth and nail to keep this relationship afloat whether offset is trying to do the same thing we don't know but i mean they are having fun they've been hanging out uh, outside of the holidays but she's Clearly, been but, but, but Tawanda, sex. Tawanda, she's been pissed off at her fans who have basically said, we're just not believing well, you anymore. But she, and she has no leg to stand on being mad at us because at the end of the day, Cardi, you're bringing us into your problems. You're the one posting the videos and making us react to them. Of course, if we're your fans and we're standing behind you, when you put the scathing video out, cursing Offset out, of course we're going to stand behind you. So don't get mad at us when you're putting all of your business out there and we're just reacting to it. If you didn't want us to react to it, if you didn't want any speculations, then don't make these videos. Don't say anything. Now you've opened the can of worms. Now you're, you're having sex with Offset again. We didn't need to know that. We didn't think that. We didn't know that. Well, maybe we did think it, but we didn't know it. So now you're just opening those cans of worms for us and then getting mad when we react. That makes no sense. Hi, I am Kamisha Reviews. My man, my man, my man. Let her do her. If there was anybody else who was not Cardi B, baby, we wouldn't even care. If she's with her man, sleeping with him, who cares? Well, she wants her fans to care because she's talking about it on social media. Well, I don't care, to be fair. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sorry. I, if she wants to screw her man at night, on New, who wants to, who, people gonna want to give some on New Year's Eve. She's being safe, actually, going to her man. I'm just being honest. She ain't being random. So I, I get what everyone is saying. Yes, she should stop getting on the internet talking crap about him and then going back to him. But we all do that. The only thing different is she's a celebrity. That's the only thing different. Like, let it go. Who cares? Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm not arguing. Okay. We're just, <laughs> everyone, by the way, everyone's saying they don't care. They care. But they care right. very much. Harvey, you must remember this. A kiss is but a kiss. A kiss is not just a kiss <laughs> when it's Travis. Well, no, don't you see what I just yes. did? That's pretty <laughs> yes. good. Uh, when it's Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on New Year's Eve. Now, everyone expects that's tradition, right? You're the your significant other. Can you go back to that picture on what, New Year's? What is, what is, is he shirt? wearing? Yes. What is he wearing? What is that? What that is, is that? That is something. Wow. Both he and Patrick have very interesting. Wardrobes. Anyway, okay. the gang was all together on New Year's Eve, and yes, at uh, midnight, they had a kiss, but the video 
this video of them kissing uh, at this New Year's Eve party somewhere in Kansas City area uh, has a lot of fans speculating that it was not just a kiss because they see a proclamation. Yes, there's some lip reading going on. I'm not really sure what qualifies them <laughs> for the lip reading, but they think he said, I love you. Yeah, that's yeah. the the big uh, the the speculation on social media. Everyone's talking about this. And obviously, if that was the case, this would be a really big, a significant moment in their relationship. We uh, well, no, no, but you, you, you're you're also assuming Babcock that it hasn't been said before. Time, right. True, I don't think it's the first I time. I guess they're that's in love. a great point. That's Clearly. a great point. And they've been together for six, almost seven months. And like, they're inseparable. Yeah. I mean, she's flying to Kansas City every weekend. You they're know what? You just convinced right. This would not be a big deal at all. They probably are saying "I love you." I guess it would be a big deal to all of us because we didn't right. know that they had gone to that level. But we don't even know for sure. That yeah. he said that. No, because... we talked to people. Yeah, we talked to people, Harv. That have, and these are like oh, legitimate... not just people, Babcock. Right, like a actual people with qualifications. There are there are lip readers who testify in court. They're, they're they, and they have to be certified by a judge to to be able to testify as experts. Right. And we talked say, to a couple of them. Yeah, and they say that the blur, the video is just too blurry. Inconclusive. It is impossible. Right. So she could. They could have been saying it. He could have said it to Taylor, but we just don't know. So but they're, in, uh, they're in love, right? I mean, we know that. They I mean, they are absolutely in love. You don't I, fly from New York to Kansas City multiple times and go to somebody's game and spend all this time together. They're I don't, I don't I like the, I don't like the denigrate the, the tone of your voice I about mean, Kansas City. I didn't mean I mean, that. Kansas City is an awesome place to I, be. And, and I know it is. Uh -huh. And what I'm saying to you is it's a long ass flight. And you're not going to do that for as many weekends as she <laughs> That's did. That's not it. what you meant at all. Yes, it is. No, it's as not great that long as, of a flight. Exactly what I meant. As great as Kansas City is for him to leave the great city of Kansas City to go to New York, that shows. That's love. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Daily Mail got some pictures of them on, on New, New Year's Day. Day. Yeah. And they're kind of tooling around in his Rolls Royce. Um, and, and now there are people saying, oh, they don't look happy. It's a photograph, it's folks. It's a moment. It's a photograph. Yeah, looks like he's looking down at the GPS or something. I mean, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you this. It's a good sign because that when you can just sit with somebody and you don't feel forced to have a conversation, that actually shows, I think, your relationship's in a good place. Maybe it's a positive. Maybe they're listening to one of her songs. Or they're just driving someplace and are like, to know. you know what, the I conversation is really, she listens to her music she's saying, car. make a right up here, and he's like, no, 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 no I'm going straight, it. she's saying, make a right. They're not even from the city. <laughs> no, they're not doing that. that, then they'd be married. By the way, I will predict, they're gonna oh, get engaged. Here we go. They're gonna get engaged. I mean, it all aligns, um, you know. Until he, it doesn't. Well, until right it, now, everything's great. You can say that about anybody, yeah. but it just feels like, I mean, they're meeting the parents, they're intermingled, they're spending holidays, they're flying back and forth. They're going to get engaged, folks. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. We'll see. You will see. And then I will remind you. <laughs> hey, guys, Ashley Bowden here from Long Beach, California. And I, too, agree. I think that they are in love. And despite how public this relationship started, they have done a great job progressively keeping their relationship private. And I think that they've already said, I love you. This is just the first time we're seeing it. Um, and they've been spending a lot of time together. They've gotten through the holidays successfully. I think the next next test is Valentine's Day. That's when we'll know. For well, sure. the next mm -hmm. test is going to be on the football field because he has not had the best year. And no shade on Taylor because this whole thing about bad luck is ridiculous. Right. But his focus, 
I mean, you know, football players, part of it athletes is, are focused. Part of it, is, I agree with you, is definitely is focused. The other part is that the Chiefs as a team are not as good as they've been in previous years. So I think that's part of it also. But, yeah, I agree with you that the focus has got to be affected. It's just part of it. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to a, a big Kansas City Chiefs fan, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who was not able to uh, see the game. She wanted to be at that game uh, over the weekend, and she could not be there because uh, her parole officer said, you're not where you're supposed to be. You we had an agreement. In Louisiana, that was the terms of the parole, and you just can't hang out in Missouri and just expect that um, we're going to say, okay, because yeah. you want to see Taylor Swift and the Chiefs. Yeah, so uh, she basically got the boot out of Missouri, and... Uh, ended up uh, back in Louisiana, where her husband has been living, and she is now living, and uh, had a, a family celebration uh, to ring in the new year. Yeah, she had a last-minute New Year's Eve party. Not too many people, which is her, her husband Ryan, um, her dad Rod, and then her stepmom Christy. And as you can see, they were really taking it in. She had that little cannon that shoots off confetti, shared a kiss. She had that beautiful dress. And uh, by the way, she had some um, like clip-on nails uh, to you know, complete the whole look. <laughs> but we're told that she had a great time. She's still in awe that she is finally free, that she can do all these things. And I was told that the next morning on New Year's Day, she was just in shock that she was putting away her clothes into her dresser. Like just yeah. just these yeah. the simplest just things. Yeah. Like folding your clothes and putting them there putting them in their in your dresser, knowing that you can at any point pick out something else to wear. Like just little things like that we're told that she's just extremely grateful for. Yeah. And by the way, Charlie um, amassing millions of followers in social media in the she process. She is a social media phenomenon right now. Look, I know everyone uh, has different feelings about Gypsy Rose, but one thing is for sure, she got millions of followers ever since she got out of prison. By the way, not to shout out myself, she only follows a certain amount of people. She actually follows me. I even got all these followers just from people like looking to see who she follows. I'm like, wow, she's got quite an army. Wow. You um, are in the jet trail. <laughs> <laughs> I know and let it fly. Hello, I'm Bernadette. I'm from Atlantic Beach, New York. You know, um, I just think that Gypsy Rose is just going through so much right now. And much as it would have been nice that she would have gotten her dream to meet Taylor Swift, she needs to focus on what's right for her right now and not necessarily participate in these sorts of things. Maybe down the road in time when she's a little more integrated and a little more comfortable and yeah. a little less open with all the sensory uh, things that are coming as a result of her no longer being in prison, it can happen. The problem is it can happen without the parole without. officer saying it can happen. And without Taylor Swift saying it can happen. That's right. <laughs> By the way, you know my favorite game, right? Mm, what did they eat? No, would, would I play with, with, with Derek's oh, name that tune? Yeah. Uh -huh. So um, if I were to say, because she's- Here we go. What city is she in? Uh, she's in, in Louisiana. She's in Louisiana. She's That's in Louisiana. I don't state know. Of, what, state of Louisiana. State of Louisiana. Okay. okay. If I were to say to you, down in Louisiana, what song am I? Name that tune. Down in Louisiana. Where the alligators grow so mean. Ha! You don't know. I don't. Poke Salad Annie. This was a bit of a shock. Yep. Um, Brooke Hogan is a married woman um, and has been for well over a year. Oh, a year and a half. Yeah. Um, the fact that uh, there is 
the happy day when Brooke and hockey player, NHL player, uh, Stephen Alexi uh, got married. Who knew? <laughs> um, well, we got uh, a, little, a little tip about this um, and confirmed it and broke the story over the weekend. And we're very happy to say that the, I guess we can, we're still going to call her the blushing bride, even though it's been a year and a half. It's news to us. So, so uh, she's blushing. Newlywed, <laughs> newlywed Brooke uh, joining us right now, Brooke. Welcome back to Team Z Live. How are you doing? Hey, Congratulations. Bro. I'm good. I don't look very blushing right now now that I see myself on camera. <laughs> so um, this is, I mean, it's been a year and a half, and this was all under the radar. How come? You know what? It's so funny. I never really was like a big fame person, even though we did TV and we, you know, had that whole life. I really like kind of being a hermit crab, so. Huh. And well, the fact that you, so it's, Two, there are two things here, Brooke. There's the fact that you chose to keep it uh, secret, but the fact that you were able to keep right. it secret is another thing. Right. Um, did you? Did everyone, all your your friends and family, were like sworn to secrecy? Uh, we asked people to try to respect it because you know it's just I've been through so much stuff in my life. I was like, the one thing that feels like it's just so untouched and it's so pure. I was like, I just don't want to you know, let the claws of fame sink its teeth into, you know, <laughs> so I was just trying, I was like, please guys, if you can keep it a secret, that would be really nice. Um, it wasn't something like keep it a secret or else, but it was, it was nice to have a little bit of that, that privacy for a while. So. Okay. So, so, let, so let's get down to basics for a second. Show us your left hand first. <laughs> oh, was, good question, Arf. Yeah. Uh, oh. It's dirty. I'm like, it's twisted. I can't figure out. So he was a very nice. <laughs> Nice guy. It's it's great, but my question is if and I'm assuming Stephen has something. If you guys are wearing rings, didn't anybody connect the dots? You know, I'll say this: <laughs> Stephen and I talk about it all the time. It's like if you really want to keep something private, you can. So whenever I see things publicized, I'm like, you could you could try to keep it a secret if you want to. Um, it's definitely not easy, but. You know, I mean, it's like we're not living in the heart of Hollywood and we're not walking up and down Robertson Boulevard every day and we're just kind of keeping to ourselves. So it was, I think, easier because of that. So let's talk about that, Brooke. Uh, what we found out when we did the story is that you guys got married in Orlando, um, but I know that you have a, a new business in Nashville. So have you guys relocated and how's business going? Yeah, I always joke about that. I'm like, Steve's business is in Michigan. My business is in Nashville and we live in Orlando, so that works out just <laughs> It's a lot of travel, but you know, I lived in Nashville for 12 years and I was doing a little bit of music there and I somehow started this design business, which was not my plan. And it's going great, better than any, better than music ever went. Um, but it's like living in Nashville through its come up, I guess, and how busy it's gotten has been really hard. It's like living in Las Vegas. So when Steve and I got married, he was like, I'm sick of cold weather. And I was like, I'm sick of cold weather and cowboy boots and tourists. So let's go down to Florida because we just love, we love having heat year round. Yes, that's, uh, that's nice. So we should just be clear, it's an interior design business you started, right? It is, yeah. We, we specialize in doing high-end, really crazy themed Airbnbs. So people come to us when they're like, hey, we want our house to look like the Playboy Mansion or we want it to look like 
you know, Harry Potter. <laughs> so it's specifically Airbnb where you almost create like a fantasy for people. Right. And there's so much technicality that comes into it too, because people need to be renting and they need to be making money. So we'll turn out a house in like a week. We've got a whole team that swoops in and does everything from top to bottom. And, um, and it's, it's a fast little process and it's, stressful but it's fun to get your hands dirty so what a good what yeah. a good idea great now, concept okay can i give you one note yes is okay. it gonna be an interior design note because Absolutely. he's totally into interior I, i'm design. totally into it brooke but uh, and, and and again i'm jewish so maybe i don't have a dog in the fight how long do you keep a christmas tree especially oh with lights you know i knew he was gonna pick on you about it and brooke your tree looks amazing <laughs> And by the way, my tree's still up also, so. Oh my gosh, you know what, it is, I mean, it's only, what, January 2nd or something, guys? I mean, come on. Um, it's, <laughs> it's so pretty and twinkly. I just love anything with twinkle lights, even if it's restaurants. So I'm like, hey, leave it for a little bit longer. Okay, so how's married life now that you're almost at your silver anniversary? <laughs> married anniversary, baby. Um, married life is really nice, actually. Um, I waited, obviously, I'm 35. I waited quite a while to actually do it. I didn't just jump into anything because I have just, oh my gosh, there's just been so much heartbreak that I'm like, I really need to be sure about what I'm doing and that I'm with the right person. So I really waited until it felt like as cheesy as it sounds. I really waited to find what feels like my soulmate and somebody that really jives with me. Sometimes opposites attract, but we're very similar and that works really well. That's really awesome. We are so happy for you guys. And by the way, we, we got to go, but I, I saw you looking off to the side and you said, is Steven there? I mean, we can at least say hi to him. He's here. He didn't have a chance to put on his makeup, but he can come say hi. <laughs> we just want to say hi. We just want to say hi. We want to say hi. We want to say congratulations, congrats, Steven. Man. Great job thank on the ring. And uh, we're really happy for you guys. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you so much for being so positive about it. I mean, you know, in this day and age, you can't really control what people write about you and it was really refreshing to see such a positive article come out and that kind of set the tone for everything. So with something as important as a marriage, it's nice to have happiness around it. That's great. Okay, Wendy Congrats, 86, guys. the Christmas tree, last thing. He loves Christmas, so he's like, let's leave it up. I'm like. <laughs> on the to-do list for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, you guys leave it as long as you want. Uh, thanks so much. Congratulations. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you all very much. All right, thanks a lot. That's fun. All right. Okay, we are going to take a break. When we come back, Dave Chappelle is back with new comedy and some of those jokes. Yes, the transgender jokes that got him in so much trouble years ago. Still leaning in, and he's going after some other groups too. So why? Well, we'll get into that when we come back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to TMZ Live. New year, same Dave. Same Dave Chappelle, he's got a new special out on Netflix. And at this point, I think it is clear that Dave is not only leaning into this, but he has accepted that people now associate him with making transgender jokes, right? Well, what he calls jokes and what a lot of his critics feel are really offensive remarks about the I, trans I, I, community. I think what he's saying is, 
I'm not going to be censored. Right. Exactly. And, and he, in this new special, The Dreamer, he absolutely does not back down and going after lots of people, including people in the transgender community. Here is one of the jokes. It starts out as he's talking about meeting Jim Carrey back in the day while Jim was shooting um, the Andy Kaufman, Andy Kaufman movie. Man on the Moon. And then watch how he turns this into a controversial joke. Jim Carrey was so immersed in that role that from the moment he woke up to the time he went to bed at night, he would live his life as Andy Kaufman. Everybody on the crew called him Andy. I didn't know any of that. I just went there to meet him, and when he walked into the room where we were supposed to meet, I screamed, Jim Carrey! And everyone said, no! <laughs> I was very disappointed. <laughs> because I wanted to meet Jim Carrey, and I had to pretend this was Andy Kaufman. Afternoon. He was clearly Jim Carrey. I could look at him and I could see he was Jim Carrey. Anyway, I say all that to say that's how trans people make me feel. I mean, just even the, the reaction way. from the crowd is interesting, number one. But the more interesting thing to me is Netflix. That remember, there were protests, there mm -hmm. were calls for boycotts of Netflix. Right. And the head honcho there um, said, we are standing by Dave, yeah. knowing that there was this kind of blowback, and but Netflix co-signed on this. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like you, Harvey, I was pretty shocked that Dave dug his heels into trans jokes like this because of the walkouts that happened after The Closer was filmed just a couple of years ago. And we, I think we should point out that Dave doesn't just make fun of trans people. He also makes fun of paraplegics and some other groups here. And to your guys' point, I think he's just trying to show, hey, you can't cancel me. Yeah. I, by the way, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you were saying you were shocked that Dave did it. You were saying you're shocked that... I'm not shocked. Netflix. I'm not shocked. I think well, uh, then, I, I kind of saw this coming, that Netflix stood by Dave. Yeah. Um, Dave is good for business for Netflix. And like you said, you heard the audience response. And, and, and so if you're Netflix, you go, well, this is exactly why we stood by him, because he has a very, as, as much as the people who are against him are very vocal, Dave has very vocal and loyal fans, and Netflix knows that, and that's why they're sticking with him. Uh, and I think they also agree with him on principle. Well, and, and, and the agreement is not so much necessarily how the audience feels about, about trans people, although I think to some extent that's true. But I think there's a bigger issue, which is censorship. Right. And which that's, is that's that... That's what I meant, they, I, what they agree with. I think the pendulum has swung, is swinging back. I read an article over the, week, over the holiday about how people say cancel culture is over. Because what's happened is it was used initially for good purpose, and it's just swung so ridiculously far that I think it's now corrected. And I think Dave is riding that wave because, uh, you know, I, I... But the interesting thing is Dave is just on the same wave he's always been on. He's on the same wave. On the same wave he's always been but on. But I think it's just society has come back closer but to But I think Netflix feels that. Yeah. Hey, Harvey, it's Juan Hustle out in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I agree with what Harvey is saying. I think it's more of a, a line with um, censorship. Um, Dave, as, much, as many people that don't like him, like myself, I love him. I think he's the greatest of all time. And I think he used that platform to um, not only bring light to the situation and to the cause, but um, we all need to laugh right now. I don't know. The society is rough. We need to laugh right now. And that, that was a funny way to make that happen for us. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because 
I'm getting, I'm going into 2024 with great trepidation about what's going to happen in this country True. right I, now. By the way, I kind of just want to say one more thing about that the Jim, Jim Carrey setup. I think part of what people are applauding, that is the genius of Dave Chappelle. Right. That he took a story right. about Jim Carrey. I didn't know where it was you going. You had no idea where it was going. Yeah. And then he turned it into that. And even if you feel a certain way about his transgender jokes, the he, fact that he was able craft, to do that he is, a is what the audience, That's what I think the audience yeah. is supporting. Not that they're saying, we hate trans people. They're saying, wow, we recognize his art there. Yep. Anyway. Uh, uh, okay, we're going to move on to Nicki Minaj's art and something that she will not be doing for her fans anymore. This is, I guess you could say this is a PSA for anyone who's going to see a Nicki Minaj performance this year. Um, when she was in Miami, uh, she performed at Club 11 uh, for New Year's Eve. Everyone heard a song that was starting, and they got very excited. One of her biggest hits. And Nikki informed everyone. She pulled the plug. You ain't going to hear it. Yeah, Starships is one of Nicki Minaj's biggest songs, but you know, she might be on the right side of history. When the song came out, she raged war with Peter Rosenberg. He called it the biggest sellout moment in hip hop history, and it sounds like she agrees. Yeah, maybe that's why she's not doing it now, because it, it, it's not her typical sound, but it is one of her, Starship is one of her biggest hits. And so you heard the fans all start singing along. Obviously, they want to hear it, but. Um... Yeah. A lot of artists feel that way. Mick Jagger talked about this. She has a huge catalog. You know, she just released her new Pink Friday 2 album, so she, she does, has plenty of songs. But Trent, that's Friday. an interesting point you brought up there, that maybe that's why she doesn't do it, because it was a big thing that there were traditional hip-hop people who said, like, oh, this song's a sellout, and maybe that kind of struck a chord that, with you her. You think that was it? Maybe that struck a chord with her, that years later she's like, all right, yeah, I did it then because it was a very, it was a big hit, hmm. but I'm not going to do that's it interesting. anymore. Jeremy Renner is clearly feeling very grateful for where he is in life one year after that horrific snowplow accident. I, I, I would argue he, I, he's grateful he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, that hospital bed where uh, he lay for so many uh, weeks just starting to, starting his recovery, at which we've talked about remarkable. for the last year. It's just, just been remarkable. Unbelievable. Him? And Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Um, but but Jamie, at least, we didn't see Jamie for a long time. We watched Jeremy get better. Yeah. Um, and there are clearly two different groups of people that he wants to thank and is thanking. Um, and that would be the hospital staff, uh, which he went back to the hospital. A year later. Went and met with everyone, thanked them for everything they did. And then the other group um, would be his family. And that includes his daughter, Ava. Um, and interestingly, I did not know this about Jeremy Renner. He performs He's a singer. music. He's a yeah. singer, uh, a musician, and uh, he wrote a song for her. Uh, it's called Wait. Came out today. Yeah, here is a little bit of the song. The daylight Maybe I'm Oh, 
very sweet. By the, so the title refers to something he said to Ava um, after the after the accident. Uh, Jeremy says, "Reason number one for my recovery is her. I asked her to wait for me when I first saw her January 14, as I arrived home. As I got better, she got better, less afraid. There is simply no better motivator to recover than to heal your family and friends." With gratitude always, thank you all for your love and support this last full year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. You can only imagine. I think this is probably great for, for everyone, for, for Jeremy's family, for the hospital workers, but also probably very healing for him. I mean, when you consider the 30-plus broken bones, I mean, yeah. the injury so bad. that well, he was it, with an inch of, his, of dying. Oh, my gosh, Harf. I mean, that, the way you just look at that snowplow, and you still are, are in shock, at least I am, in shock at, at the fact that he is still here with us. And for him to it go. It ran that, right over him. Oh, and it, I mean, I, I forget how many tons it weighs, Charles, yeah. but it, it's it's remarkable that he's here, and it, it must have meant so much for those hospital staff uh, for, for him to go and to show his appreciation at the hospital in Reno. And I, I mean, it's it's a remarkable story. When you feel committed to repairing your body, to getting better, it it just changes everything. If you feel like it's hopeless. You're just not going to do what Jeremy Renner did. That your attitude in getting better under those circumstances. Um, go back to the picture of the hospital workers. It's amazing what all of them did. But what, what was in his head yeah. made as much of a difference as all those people there. Hello, uh, I'm Attila Schnapka. I'm a CEO from Los Angeles. And I have to say, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, his his state of mind, you know, um, the the way he managed to get out of it is 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 really great, and I have to say, Jeremy himself, you you notice it, at, you know how how he how he behaves and what he did. Uh, he risked his life to save his nephew, and he fought through it. And then a year afterwards, uh, he goes back to the to the hospital and to the fire department. And he thanks them all, and he 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 makes a, a great gesture with all of it. You know, not every celebrity, let's say it as it is, not every celebrity would do that. You know, most of them would just you know silently be at home, and that's and it. Move then. on, yeah, just to move on. He's yeah. he is grateful. He Absolutely. is grateful. Pierce Brosnan is a cautionary tale for anyone going to one of our beautiful national parks. There are rules, there are regulations, and you gotta stick to them, and if you don't, stay on the trail. Yes, because Pierce was at Yellowstone National Park. With his son. With one of, one his, of sons. his sons, yeah. And they shared a little photo of Pierce standing in some snow, striking a pose, a little peace sign. What, what could be wrong with that, right? Well, the feds have a problem with the it. The feds definitely have an issue, and they say that uh, he is technically trespassing. Yeah, he apparently went too close to the thermal springs, which obviously is off limits and can be pretty dangerous. It sounds like it. Thermal springs can be very hot, especially in a place like Yellowstone, famous for Old Faithful and whatnot. You have 100 degree water, 150 degree water spewing out of the ground. They said he got too far, so they gave him a citation. Hmm. So, um, I mean, this, essentially, he's going to, like, pay a ticket, yeah, right? I, I mean, mean not... he's not going to jail or anything. Right. <laughs> he's not going to forestry jail. <laughs> Back in the day when I was a reporter at CBS in Los Angeles, um, there was a murder suspect. The guy was eventually convicted. Um, and they shut down Yellowstone, but they, they allowed some, a few reporters in. Mm -hmm. So I got in with my cameraman, and we were there for three days. 
And we had Yellowstone essentially Let me all ask to ourselves. Question. The Did problem you, is there was a murderer there. Did your news director all in Los Angeles ever say, hey, when are you coming back to LA? Why are you in Wyoming for so long? Uh, no, it didn't say that, <laughs> but um, we were there for three days. And the good news was it was empty. The bad news is we could have run into a murderer. So, or a bear, a bison. I never really thought of the bear yeah. part. Hi, this is Alexandra Armstrong calling from Warner Robins, Georgia. I mean, maybe he just really wanted to see the park and uh, get some really cool photos. You know what I'm saying? This is the problem. Um, you can't do it for the gram. Yep, you cannot do it for the gram. Sometimes doing it for the gram will get you in trouble with the feds. Okay, what else you guys want to talk about? Hi, I'm Eric from San Francisco talking about the Ian Deering uh, situation with the brawl. Ian, and Ian. honestly, <laughs> all right. I'm so glad. I'm glad they're safe. I'm glad the dog is okay. But those motorcyclists, like y'all, should be embarrassed with yourselves. You got them tiny little bikes. Like I'm sitting on a chair that's bigger than those bikes. I haven't seen bikes that small since World War II. Y'all look like a bunch of bears at the circus trying to fight Sharknado. <laughs> Come on. We've been talking about that all morning. We it just Trying doesn't to fight doesn't Sharknado. Crap. I know. Okay, one more. <laughs> Miss your boy Smiles official, straight out of Miami-Dade County, and um, you know, I just want to say that it's really their business. You know, she came on um on the that chat thing. I forget the name of the app, but she came on the app recently and said that they had a good time and they ended up going home and doing what couples do. So you know, like. At the end of the day, they don't have to be together to still enjoy each other's company. Hold you know, on, like, hold on. Do you think, oh, do you think they're together, though? I mean, bro, I, how many people you know with the baby daddy, baby mama drama? So you know what I'm saying? Like, it goes back and forth, and that's the person that you have children with. It kind of, it never goes away. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Sounds like he thinks they're not together. And this is just a sexual transaction. A sexual transaction. <laughs> I think for folks in Aspen, when they say the holiday season, it's not necessarily about Christmas and New Year's, and it's more about people like Mariah Carey coming to town because she makes sure to do plenty of retail therapy when she's there. This comes on the heels of the fact finding out that she and Brian Tanaka have broken up. Well, but we gotta say, but she the, does this. Yeah, but to set the stage, there are lots of celebrities there. The not idea, all of them get the entire store shut down. Yeah, the idea that Mariah Carey can not only shut down a store, but shut down Gucci in Aspen but, during Christmas uh, yeah. is a big deal. I would think that the stores there, they want a Mariah Carey or a Rihanna or whoever to come in and shut down the whole store. Right, but because at the point, know you gotta make scary. choices, right? You gotta make choices. There are a lot of stars there. Right. Like, who are you gonna do it for? And they did it for her. She yeah. is the queen of Christmas. <laughs> and of Gucci, apparently. And of Gucci. <laughs> um, we're glad everybody is back, and we will see you tomorrow.